for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it and we're live all right welcome everybody this is the realities ours podcast and we're your hosts nate and tony hello uh and tonight man we have awesome guests on we got lux and we got the new york patriot um we are so excited to talk to you guys uh, so tell us a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about your show, The Occult Rejects. Lux, why don't you uh, start us out? Sure. So uh, the the podcast came together after New York Patriot and I both left secret societies. We uh, happened to get into you know a conversation one day and decided that would be a great idea to you know try to educate people about the occult and the things that we saw while we were in our secret societies. And to break down the occult for uh, all people, because um, unfortunately, occultism is being used to manipulate society uh, pretty much in every aspect. And so we wanted to shed some light on how they're doing it, why they're doing it, and ways to sort of understand occult principles so that you don't have to live in this um, fearful slave mindset of constantly being worried about what they're doing next. Uh, but instead give you kind of tools to help and save yourself and um, to ultimately decode the occult. Awesome, man. You guys are doing God's work. You're helping me understand this stuff and I'm a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all were at one point. We right? all, yeah. <laughs> all right, New York, uh, you want us to tell a little bit about yourself and uh, all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, I was a, uh, I was a member of the OTO for a while. Uh, you know, I, I went pretty often at the beginning, um, you know, practiced ceremonial magic, um, you know, did all that. And eventually at some point it was prior to COVID the last, I don't know, a couple of months prior to that. I, myself, I believe I started having, you know, kind of magical experiences of stuff, you know, that was not usual. That was out of the ordinary. Um, and I had to start questioning, like, is this place that I'm going to actually promoting what needs to be done to get to these experiences or is it somehow actually promoting to keep you away from these experiences and uh, hmm. to me um you know and, and to just make it quick for me there was a lot of shadow work that needs to be done in order to actually have magical experiences and in my opinion i feel like the oto instead of helping you with shadow work gives you more change actually handcuffs to not have a magical experience. So I started to question it and I kind of just backed out and stopped going. Um, eventually I left because of just, they started getting like kind of into like political things and just getting into stuff that they themselves, they say we should have no opinion on. Um, th that happened. And then eventually um, I, uh, was like, you know what, I, I stopped going and I, I had these experiences and, uh, you know, during the time of doing all this magic and this studying for years and stuff, I pretty much fell out of the conspiracy community and was just really focused on magic, you know, ceremonial mm -hmm. magic, occultism, learning, reading, practicing. I really wasn't in, you know, or even paying, honestly, even paying attention to really much of the world around me because once I had left and started seeing like stuff on TV, on the internet, in front of my face, I was just like, yo, like, have I never noticed that this stuff is in my face or am I knowing it now because of my experiences and my studies and stuff? I was like, but this shit is everywhere and it's really in our faces. And like at the time, 
this was like around kind of like Joe, George Floyd and COVID. In my opinion, it was like blatantly being used on it. Hardcore. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. And I saw it very blatant. And I was like, yo, this is nuts. And that really was like a magical spell. Yeah, that they cast over the entire country. And yeah. um, I I was listening to a show, uh, if you don't mind, not that I'm trying to plug them. They're not even around. Plug, man. You can give shout outs <laughs> to anybody you want. Yeah, we love uh, it. There's a Ghost Nuts podcast. These Australian dudes, they actually, they cover good topics. But I mean, they're very comedic. They dress up. Funny dudes. And plus, they have Australian humor. So it's just very different than American. So, I mean, it was just a funny show, but I had liked them, and um, I would sometimes chat with them because they would actually talk to their fans. And I started telling them, I was like, you know, once I had started realizing how screwed up shit is with, I think, a magical influence, I started talking to them and telling them, like, listen, this is a little bit of my story. And they are like, dude, but you want to come on? And I was like, hell yeah. So I went on, and then after that, I had approached uh, another show and told them my story and gave them the link to the Ghost Nuts I was on. Uh, I sent it to uh, Lift the Veil. They had me on, and um, Lux heard me. And right around after I was on Lift the Veil, I started my own show, and I was just doing things on my own. I wasn't even having guests. I was just doing, like, small things because I was like, damn, like, this stuff needs to get out. And – Lux contacted me after he heard Lift the Veil. I had him on my show, actually, because he was like, dude, I, I can actually show you how the OTO and the Golden Dawn connect. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, yo, we, we got to do this. Um, it was a long, long, multiple uh, series uh, episode. Um, and during that time, just from talking to him off the air and off the air, I knew that I was dealing with somebody that I believed to actually be honest and have a good heart. And I was like, you know what? Uh, this could be cooler with him not just me so i was like yo you, you want to do something dude and here we are a year later uh, i think both i could speak for both of us as both loving and enjoying what we're doing together that's awesome man uh so i have a few questions just because i'm curious about all this stuff it's like so do you have any idea about like the leadership of the oto or the hermetic order like is there actual leadership or is it just kind of like uh like a committee of like elders kind of thing like, uh, you want to go first? Look? Well, it, here's the thing. You can never really trust what the secret societies say, right? Uh, to the average member, it looks as though that there might be a committee where people who kind of have this process to like vote on things, but it's really not that way. It's, it's a very, uh, um, hierarchical organization. Everything feeds from the top down and uh, the guys who really have their, you know, certain grades, they kind of call the shots. So at least mm. that's the way it was for the, the Golden Dawn. It's a bit of deception. And I, I began to see more of that deception over time. So that's ultimately why I, I left. Um, but, yeah, it, it's they give the image of, of something that would be uh, like a democratic voting system or something. But it's not that way. Mm. It's just things get trumped by, by those who have uh, more power. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm curious about that. What do you think that there are like, is there a specific, do they have specific motivations? Like, are they, uh, I guess what I, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, do you think that these specific groups like deep down have nefarious purposes or do you think that these guys are just like interested in their own, their own sort of uh, influence and power or. Hmm. 
I'm just curious about it. I mean, that's a great question. To me, I think um, when we talk about secret societies, as even though it might be a silly or a ridiculous comparison, I, I believe it's a good one because it works similar. Um, when you look at baseball, professional sports, right? You have this, you have a T-ball level, you have a triple A mm-hmm. level, you have college level, then you have, you know, more, more difficult um, uh, like guidelines that you have to be able to meet in order to get into this next league until eventually mm-hmm. you get into the MLB or the NBA or, or something like that. It's the same way with secret societies, but it's not based on talent. It's based on belief system. So what they do is they put these, they have, there's a secret society for everyone, dude. New York Patriot and I, we're similar in a lot of ways, but we're very different in a lot of ways too. And what they do is they put these, first of all, I believe that m- at least 90, maybe even 95, I'm not going to say 100% because I don't know about every every secret society, but they're connected in a much broader uh, spider web than people think. And so they all feed into each other. But what they're able to do by having the Masons, the Shriners, um, you know, uh, Knights of Malta, the FRC, um, you know, different Rosicrucian orders, the list goes on. There are hundreds of different secret societies and each one with having their own personal bend or twist to it that is going to attract a certain type of person to that secret society. So liberals and those who are more interested in sex magic, they tend to go to stuff like the OTO, whereas more hard-lined guys who are like focused on them, you know, like uh, uh, magic being approached as a school, some of those go to the Golden Dawn and vice versa. So, you know, they're able to kind of sweep up everyone who is interested in the occult and now they have them into a secret society that makes them feel warm and fuzzy and happy and nice. Like they're in something really cool that fits their personality. But the whole reason why they're in that secret society in the first place is because you, you kind of fell into a trap. And I'm totally willing to admit that for myself. But the further that you go up, Let's say I want to leave the Golden Dawn and I want to go to a different secret society because that was absolutely offered to me, right? There was, after amount of time that I was in the Golden Dawn, I was told about inner orders and then there being another secret inner order to that inner order. But that secret inner order to that other inner order led to another totally different secret society. Yeah. It was no longer isolated to the Golden Dawn. It now was directly connected to the OTO. And uh, so... Yeah, they cast a very wide net for a, a wide variety of people. They all work together and they keep the good guys who are really into occultism for good purposes at low levels because ultimately mm. at the higher levels of occultism, right, we're talking about like the, the real shit. Those guys make sure that people who have good hearts, who want to use magic for good, that they're kept more or less at a certain level. Um, yeah. I was definitely going to start asking about that too, because I mean, I, you always hear like, obviously I'm a layman here, but you always hear about like maybe light magic and dark magic, right. And things like that. Like maybe. Um, and so I was, I was kind of curious, like maybe are the higher level guys, are they into the darker? That's what they're um, maybe that's what they're into or do they keep those things occulted and even secret from the majority of like the members there. Right. And they keep the good stuff for, 
or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say yes and yes to both yeah. of those questions. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll I, come in. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Tony. What do you got? Well, I'm kind of, Patreon. I'm just kind of curious. What were some of the practices you saw that would keep people from doing shadow work? All right. Um, well, also, so could you define shadow work? Uh, I heard, I wrote it down. I was going to ask that. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, in my opinion, and it's, I mean, if you're getting even into like the Kabbalah, like if you, if honestly, if you're really doing what, basic things are told to you as a magician to do um you know eventually at some point you're going to have to really like kind of the shadow work in my opinion is actually looking deep inside yourself and like looking at like you know who am i you know why do i act like this why does this bother me why does that bother me why am i afraid of this why am i afraid of that why is this making angry i'm gonna have to start looking at all that stuff and start going back even to like figuring out why do i believe this why do i think this and uh you have to do that stuff in my opinion to start to remove some of the shackles that actually have you really attached to this this reality and that keeps you off balanced as well. Like some of them can pull you off balance and make you very grounded to this world. And um, to answer Anthony's question, uh, they push a very over-sexualized image. And a lot of stuff, in my opinion, yes, there can be sexual stuff going on in magic. But a lot of, I'll put it, Crowley's writings and even other stuff that I think is in the Kabbalah that sounds sexual is not at all. It is literally just telling you an experience and just telling you in a different way. And if you understood it, you realize this is not sex at all. But when you hand this stuff to people and don't tell them that, they will see the sex, go to the sex, and now that's just a handcuff, and now they don't actually know the truth at all. You know, or when mundane people come across it, they say, oh, my God, that's horrible. That's sex. Don't look at it. It's the devil. No, bad. You know, whatever. You'll never actually see that they're telling you some deep shit in there. And then for the heathens with inside these orders that are just doing it just to feed their ego, they see sex and just go along with that even more. Yeah. So it's it's like a limited hangout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, well, honestly, I'm gonna, it's a psyop in my opinion. Yeah. It's a yeah. Psy that's something I'll, I'll get at. Like we, you even mentioned it before about like you know are they trying to be sinister? In my opinion, from my experience where I was going in the OTO, because of it being very sexual uh, in in itself, it can be very pushed sexually. OTO, um, there was also a very large amount of extremely left leaning ideology people there. Um, yeah. there was a lot of people with all sorts of sexual names they want to give themselves you know uh there was you know even people that were just off you know and, and i think yeah. unfortunately if you are a little bit delusional you could easily get into magic and just keep feeding being delusional and thinking you're doing something yeah you know, definitely. not really doing anything but besides all that like i started to uh notice it was a very left-minded very liberal and that is all based on emotions and uh, labels. I'm this, I'm that. All those little labels are just, it's taking a horse blinder and putting it on, going like that. Hmm. Where I'm just this instead of, no, I'm 
all that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find that fascinating too. I think the further that people just subcategorize, I'm a Latinx twink by this, that, and the other, it's instead of like, we're all we're fucking humans, that. brother. Like, this is a. 99% <laughs> of you, that is so much more than just yeah. that. And you stick to that one little thing to define you. Yeah, I mean, I also find that as a way of like, people that haven't developed a personality or anything interesting about them, then they can, <laughs> they can mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's sad too. That's, that's a lack of inner work. Like it's a great way to isolate about, yeah. people. Oh, yeah, for sure. true too. But I mean, even, it even came down to the point when, uh, when I really was like, yo, this, this is, this is just, it was too much for me. <laughs> uh, I wasn't even going anymore. And then uh, COVID came around and they, they crumbled with the CD they, that was first surprised the crap out of me. I was like, wow, you're really listening to CDC. I'm like, I remember, I think I even made a remark to somebody. I was like, the, the church is open. So I guess Jesus got more bulls than Horace. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you guys closed. So they started doing meetings on, uh, on Zoom. And when that George Floyd stuff hit, all of a sudden, I got an email saying, like, you know, we're going to have a, uh, a kumbaya type uh, Zoom meeting to, um, talk about our feelings with this whole George Floyd thing. And I'm like, no, you're kidding me, right? Like, like I'm just, and and this is going to sound very, I guess, disassociative, but I, unfortunately, from a magician standpoint, I don't think anybody would argue with me. Um, unless I knew him, uh, he was putting money in my pocket. Uh, that guy somehow uh, was keeping my life going. If he was part of my life, uh, that whatever happened, regardless if it's true or not, even if that if what we saw was even true, mm-hmm. I would say that's horrible and it should never have happened if that was even true what we saw. But uh, it's, so going by that, if that's true, um, after that horrible thing happened to that man, I still uh, did my next podcast. I still had dinner. I still took a shit. I still lit up a cigarette. What happened to him did not stop me from doing my will at all. So I'm like scratching my head thinking like, why, why, why are magicians needing to come together for this? So I went because I was like, I really need to hear this crap. You know, I just went and had my, you know, my mic off on Zoom, just listening. Everybody went around, told their little stories. I said, hey, I got nothing really to say. And, so, you know, sort of a few other people. And then after that, uh, they started going on one of the higher ups going on about uh, if they let, uh, if the United States deems Antifa as domestic terrorists, that will be the end of our constitution. And we bet we cannot let that happen. And then they started promoting BLM. And from that day on, I had never once done another thing with them. So the OTO is yeah. pro constitution. <laughs> when it meets their, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I, I don't think they were defending the Proud Boys or defending anybody else, but Canadian truckers. There were people, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, I really do think because of some people that I still spoke, well, that I spoke to for a little bit around that time. Um, I even think, believe it or not, there was at least one or two Antifa members within our lodge. Oh, I'm never sure, that dude. Yeah. Because I'm the one that got <laughs> I made a few posts on my own personal, uh, you know, Facebook, and and that dude like went in hard on me and like yeah. even hit me up and like yeah. basically what I got out of it is that he was in it and you don't understand and this and that and I was just like yo you know and the cute dude's got a picture of himself with the word communism underneath him I'm like yo fuck out yeah. of here 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I live right outside of Portland, man. So, like, there's Oof. a lot of Antifa out here, and a lot of them, like, in their bio, they call themselves witches or wizards or this, that, and the other. And, and then crazy, right though. next to their pronouns. Yeah, because communism is such a materialistic philosophy that has no room for the spiritual at all, and that's... Yeah, you're know. right. I mean, they don't really... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then why do you want a lodge filled with people like that, and why are you promoting those things? It is taking you away from having any spiritual and magical experiences, in my opinion. Yeah. So do you think that the inner order was still meeting in person and doing some shit? Do you think it was just the peons that they uh, told them, hey, no, we're closed. This is only Zoom meetings. <laughs> oh, you know, I have, I have a question that, I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I even believe there's stuff on the calendar that there's people there and we just don't know about it. Or yeah. maybe people of different degrees get different calendars sent to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I expect. Because, I mean, I think that, like, the psychos in charge, they weren't afraid of the fucking coronavirus they were still doing their thing nancy pelosi was still getting her hair did you know what i mean like uh gavin newsom was still having fucking meals inside maskless at the french laundry and shit like these people don't give a shit you know the people in charge it's like it's rules for me not for thee or uh, vice versa rules for thee not for me that sort of thing and yeah i wouldn't be surprised if like i don't know as far as yeah. i know so you actually believe it or not, and this cracked me up, and I was like, this is probably straight up propaganda, and nobody's even realizing it. They had sent out an email a while ago that they were opening back up, and they wanted to get people's feedback on the whole vax or not vax thing. Oh, no, no. Actually, I'm sorry. I'd be shocked if there wasn't a vax mandate, huh? I, I Actually, I'm sorry. They never actually asked anything, and if they did, I never got a fucking email, but I guess, I mean, I wasn't. I was in between not being a member and being a member, so maybe they just, just don't, don't even ask the dude. But I never received anything. They sent out this email saying that uh, the whole thing, we're opening back up, but now, you know, they always throw around the word 93. That is, you know, Thelema. You know, do what that will to be the whole the law, blah, blah, blah. They use 93 for that. 93% um, of the lodge uh, will not feel comfortable if everybody is not vaccinated so now you're saying that everybody in order to even come back you have to be jet and they're saying 93 percent of the fucking lodge now, see that shit is wild to up, me they would make up that number this and this is how stupid yeah. these people are they would just be so blown away by like oh my god 93 like and they would just be like oh yeah that just makes sense you know like they won't even think because they're just so fucking sucked up in alistair crowley and 93 and thelema They'll think that shit's just like oh cute and mind blowing, and not even realize you're probably being lied to. Yeah, and they're just yeah. telling you now you got to go get that motherfucking jab. If you want to come back? Yeah, man, I find it fascinating because I've I've heard this from like several different sources too, and, but specifically uh, from Christians that will say something like, after they got the jab, some people got the jab, they felt shut off and cut off from their spiritual. Um, mm -hmm like connection completely. And I, I don't know, man, that's, I, I feel that probably the spiritual connection you can have with God is probably also very similar. It's the same muscle that you're using when you're using magic. Right. Or do you think that's something? I don't yeah. know. I mean, uh, I've, I've heard uh, some reports of that as well about people who taken the vax now suddenly feeling totally disconnected from God. Yeah. 
It's very that's a very specific um thing that just one it horrifies me but two it's like if that if more than one person is saying it um we should take yeah, more of a look at it you know yeah cut the cord yeah whatever that connection is that's crazy um let's see yeah uh, i have so many questions here that's all right. <laughs> so when you said you were uh that you were practicing ceremonial magic uh, what is what is the definition of ceremonial magic? This just like uh, is is that almost like because it almost sounds to me like prayer and meditation, right? But like going through step like steps, like do you have like what is it like the ceremony that you go through? I wonder if there's some similarities. So um, when we talk about prayer and med meditation, those two things are occultism in and of themselves. Yeah. Uh, no matter what we call it, uh, praying to God, or maybe you're you're, you know, doing meditation to seek something within self knowledge. Those are occult practices. Um, even the fact that we end um, like Christian prayers with the word "Amen," uh, that is definitely not organic within Christianity. That goes all the way back to Egyptian mythology and them using that same term with "Amen." And it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it goes back so, so far that it's, it's integrated into so many different religions and stuff like that. And I think that a lot of times that people, when they do certain prayers or, or meditation, they think that that might not be a meditative or it might not be an occult practice, but it is. And the way that I define ceremonial magic would be ritualistic magic, something that I'm doing every day at a certain time at a certain hour uh, with a certain planetary sign in order for me to achieve the goals that I need. So it's a so ritual. That's very um, fascinating. That almost reminds me of like the Muslims where they like, uh, like turn towards Mecca and pray certain times a day, huh? Mm -hmm. Is that almost an occult practice too? Maybe, I mean, it is, I guess, huh? Yeah. yeah. Ritual. I, yeah. Yep. yeah. There was a, uh, a ritual thing that I used to do sometimes called Libra Resh and, that was a thing that you do it four times a day and you'd face a different direction though. Every time you mm. do it, it's supposed to be done four times a day. Um, now for me, when I, now, and then not saying that I, cause I'm sure it looks like the same shit as me, but when I say ceremonial magic, I will add on with the same thing as he did. But like, I'm like, literally like, I will have an altar. I have mm. candles for the tree of the Kabbalah. I will have uh, you know, water, I'll have fucking uh, salt and I have, you know, incense, uh, incense burner, um, whatever, you know, whatever energy I'm trying to maybe mess with, I'm going to have stones to that. I have maybe some herbs that the incense was made out of my, might associate with that. I might have a third candle to with color associated with what I'm trying to do. I've even changed the fucking light bulbs in the fucking living room to the color of the sphere that I'm fucking with to represent, you know, more mind connection, uh, different things to put over my robe. Uh, I would put my robe. Am I using my wand? Uh, is there, am I going to set up a second altar for something else that I want to deal with once I enter this energy? I mean, once I think you start adding in the outfits and the whole fucking setup, that is very much ceremonial as well. Like, I gotcha. Um, That's fascinating. Do you think that – so each one of those things adds to the power of, of, your, of your, I guess, spell? Is that like what do you what do you call that? And like, or is it, it makes just it more is effective? It, it makes it more effective. Okay. Yeah. 
That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. like, let's say I wanted to fix my car, right? Well, I, I if I want to fix my car, let's say my, my tire is flat, I, I need a certain wrench in order to take that tire off. I need a certain diameter tire to replace my previous tire. I have to know which direction to turn my wrench when I'm doing these are things that help you to accomplish the goal from the thought of, I need to change my tire, I need to fix my car, into it actually becoming a reality. I can sit there and stare at the, the, the car all day and think to myself, oh, I want this. To, but until I take action, that's when things actually uh, take effect. So with ritualistic and ceremonial magic, it's the exact same way. You know that you need a certain sign or a certain sign or a certain energy or a certain planet or stone or vibration or light in order to achieve the goal that I want to do in the ritual. So the like bread and butter for all magicians really is the lesser vanishing ritual of the pentagram. This is 101, magic 101. And, you know, in that ritual, you are turning in a certain direction. You're starting in a certain direction. You're ending. You're using pentagrams to, to mark each sign or each location um, as you go through your ritual. You're invoking different names of different archangels. You're using your tone, your vibration in your voice in order to, you know, have this energy manifest. So it's it's very detailed and... and um, I would say that's definitely what makes it so ritualistic. But the the reason why it's done so ritualistically over and over again with these such defined details is because it gives the ritual a much more focused direction that will help you to achieve your yeah. goals. Yeah. Like there's even a lot of times when I've uh, – me, me and Lux have even said on our own show, like, you know, the, the tarot deck, that falls on the tree of life perfectly. So my like in my opinion, and not to get into it too much, I think like there's a big misconception on what tarot is for. But like I would even sometimes, if there was tarot cards that to me was even symbolizing what my intent was, I even put that on the altar. So I was even like focusing on that and even thinking like that's the experience I'm trying to get at. You know, I got talismans that I might draw that mean something to me. Or a sigil. I'm going to put that on the altar because, again, it's reminding me of my intent. Okay. Yeah. And is this sort of like, um, is this sort of like, I guess, I channeling or anything too? But that's in a very mundane and best way to say it. I think it's a mental connection. You know. Hmm. Uh, I was curious if this is kind of like manifesting reality. Is that sort of like what you're trying to do? Like, like it. Let's. Could you give me a, for instance, like a goal that you're trying to achieve? Like, is it? or like something that you're trying to do is, do you, is this sort of like trying to make it happen by like uh like focusing on this and manifesting it into the universe is it uh, is that sort of the absolutely it is and um that's one of the biggest occult principles is the the law of attraction unfortunately um that that name that the title of that law has gotten really diluted over time now it sounds like some bullshit book that you would buy at barnes and nobles at half off right the, yeah. the power of positive thinking or some bullshit like that but what they did is they've stolen that principle because absolutely that is a part of the system that we live in what you think about what you set your intention about if your heart and your mind 
and your will are aligned to what it is that you desire, making certain, you know, certain intentions or rituals will will help to deliver the things that you um, are thinking about or, or manifesting. And I, I definitely have had plenty of experiences doing rituals where there was something specific that I needed and I would, uh, you know, spend a week or so, two weeks, however long it took to do a ritual that would correspond with those needs. And sure enough, um, they would appear. So this is, this is just the way the, the system that we're in operates your thoughts create reality um and even even if that's in your own reality you're right yeah maybe you want to do a ritual i'm sick and tired of uh you know um being insecure right so you do a ritual for that that's that's going to be a reality that's going to appear for you um but maybe not necessarily others the thing that pisses me off is that the fact that magic is being done with the intention to keep people ignorant of these systems these guys at the top know what they're doing and they're able to understand human psychology the way that we operate and they're able to i mean think about it like they're they've gotten done so much evil shit in the last what especially five five years at least that they're they're using these magical principles to achieve those goals and um that's what really pisses me off is that mm. the, these guys who understand occult principles at the top level are using it not for good. They're using it to enslave people. So um, one of my questions right now is that it seems like no matter what intention you add to your life, that's a good thing. Like I could just make up a ritual. And if I, by doing the ritual, I can kind of, kind of refocus my mind. And I think one of the major problems in the world today is so many people are detached from any intention, any kind of ritual they create. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, how does, like, when you say, like, people at the top are, like, manipulating people, I feel like, like, wouldn't there be some kind of cross-correction mechanism based within it by just, like, people going through these rituals where they'll kind of find their shadow or they'll find their things? Or like... There, There is, and it's something called Monstrea um, yeah. and revelation, revelation of the Method. So this is why these people don't have um, setback, like, major setbacks um, where their goals don't become accomplished. Because in the magical sense, in, in these principles... Um, if I tell you my will of what I'm going to do magically and you do nothing to stop me, then I'm free from any type of karmic repercussion. So let's say there was somebody that I really didn't like. And I, I said to them, look, I'm going to do some rituals against you. I'm going to tell you right now that I'm going to make your life a living hell. I'm going to do a bunch of spells and rituals or whatever. If I was a black magician, which I'm not, I'm just explaining the principle that, if I say that I'm going to do this and you do nothing to stop me from those mm. rituals, then now you have given me permission for that magic to work. And that's the, that's the reason why magic works. They, they tell us all the time what they're going to do to us. Right. Yeah. All predictive programming, TV, radio, music, all this shit. They, they don't hide it. They talk about it openly. You know, you look How would you personally go and see it? So, how would you personally resist, like, let's say someone, like a dark magician said, I'm going to do this to you. How how would someone uh, defend themselves against that? 
So how would they not accept it? Like, like you said, you know, honestly, for me, I think if somebody said that to me, I probably wouldn't just take them. As silly as it sounds, yeah, this is a horrible fucking answer. <laughs> I, mean, I guess you know. I mean, yeah, there could be things where I can maybe want to like cleanse my house and my space, and maybe do. I guess I could get back into magic and start doing the lesser banishing ritual, of the pentagram, and just trying to you know remove any energies off of me. But all, be totally honest with you, if I if I don't rent give that shit any fucking space to rent in my head. I don't think jack shit's going to happen anyway. Hmm. I think there's definitely something to that. Yeah, 100%. Um, I've I've accused people that are pretty fucking powerful in their own ways as being fucked up. And if they want to, they could probably fuck with me, but I give them no sense space in my head. So for all I know, I could be right and things could have been tried and it didn't work because I don't – Think that they will, you know, you know. What I'm yeah, I think that you have to give them that power over. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I often think about this too, because Tony, what you were talking about, like, let's say, and what you were talking about, Lux, is that these people that are in charge are doing these spells, I guess, and they're kind of like casting this, like, and they're occulting the things that are over us. Like, I think sometimes, like, well, what do you think about, like? Um, have you, are you familiar with all at all with like Oprah and she put out that book, the secret? Oh yeah. Are you, that seemed kind of like what you guys are talking about, right? Is that sort of like manifesting reality? Like they would even talk about like making shrines and talk about like, let's say you wanted a specific car. They'd be like, okay, we'll write down the specific make model color year, uh, the features you want on that car and focus it. And like, and like visualize it, see it and make that car come into your life and things like that. That, and I mean, I want to say that, you know, Oprah's a, you know, me as a kid watching her, I liked Oprah, but man, that she's a dark bitch. I don't know. (laughs) She could be a dark, (laughs) (laughs) she could be a dark, uh, you know, practitioner. You know, I I even think with some books like that, uh, that type of stuff, I feel like they're, they're telling you, like a third of the occult, occultism, a, a third of the magic. Like in my opinion, like those are things that you have probably, like in my opinion, those that positive thinking and that envisioning shit. Yes, that would be a very mundane way of magic in this world, or that could easily be like what I'm envisioning after I've really had a magical experience and kind of come back and like now that's what I'm focusing on. That's what I'm going to accomplish. And that's what I want. It would be really too, you know, it could be looked at two totally different ways. And if, and if yeah. it is, if, and if you are saying that's, you know, um, how you're practicing or whatever you're doing after having a real magical experience, then you have to realize that book really isn't worth much of anything to anybody because you didn't explain the whole other part to get to where it's mm-hmm. that easy now for this little thing to work that well. You know what I'm saying? It's a, there's it's more to it. Huh? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you didn't go on about all the mantras and all the prayers or all the occult practices you did, the breathing mm-hmm. that you did, the hallucinations you saw with your eyes closed. You you left all that out, and you know all the kids that Oprah probably killed and drank their blood. I don't know. <laughs> like you left all that other shit out, and then it's like this is the thought that you poop after you've had that magical experience. That you, that's this is when you hold it and focus it and try to make it into your reality. You've left all that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I have a suspicion. I, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Uh, so are you guys familiar with uh, Event 201, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so I'm curious, like the way that the government did that, uh, they went through every single possible scenario. They even had like fake media, right. Where they would, they would have like fake newscasters, like describing it and doing the whole thing. Like to me, that almost seemed like it could have been a cult practice in and of itself. That was like them trying to manifest this and bring it into reality. Do, do you think that there's yes. anything to that? Absolutely. It's a way for them to test their magic with mm. these different types of think tanks and, um, war games they're able to see how the public will react to certain events and then they fashion their magic around it you know mm. it's like john podesta for example yeah uh, prior to what was it uh 2020 election they had done all these different war games and scenarios of how the public would react to different events well then they can with that war gaming figure out the best strategy for them to perform their magic so that uh the public will have the least amount of resistance you know so do you think that all of the leaders that are in charge of this country, maybe even the entire world, are they all tied into these uh, secret groups? Do you think they're all like black magic occultists kind of thing? Or uh, is, is that like a prerequisite to like to be given power? Do you think uh, is there anything to that, you think? I think for the most part. I would not say specific order, but I think for the most part, really, this world and anybody who's any of importance is a, of the knowing of the, of what most people aren't of knowing. <laughs> you know, they know something different. Yeah. They've experienced something different. I'll put it that way. I, I can't say there's – I'm sure there's people that, you know, aren't a part of a lodge or aren't a part of an order, but do have their own way of – or their own experiences that they just grew up realizing that they had already – that were, you know, figured out what they were and, you know, just made something of themselves and was able to use it. And I can easily yeah. be as that, you know, I, it does not mean they have to be part of an agenda or a think tank. You know, there could be mm. free, mm -hmm. free, free floating ones doing their thing. Yeah. Okay. And then on the opposite end of it, you got guys like the, you know, Skull and Bones Club, George W. Bush. Of course, he was, and, Skull and Bones is a secret society within a college, so they're mm -hmm. able to to sort of lock them down that early in occultism, um, so that they can make sure to to use these different people how they want and put them into different positions. Vladimir Putin, Justin Trudeau, they were all part of the World Economic Forum. Um, it was the uh, program for youth leadership. Yeah, and now yeah. we see that they're not no longer in youth leadership; they're in leadership of entire countries so and then you hear them bragging about like half of canada's cabinet and stuff like that is part of their group you know that world economic forum is do you think i i don't know if you even know or if there is a specific head to a snake maybe there's multiple but where does the world economic forum fit in there are you do you have any suspicions i think sometimes like these things are just maybe set up for certain people to come together and just like, yeah. yeah, they could be maybe associated, like, uh, maybe just like agendas or like yeah. part, what parts are we playing? Because you, you said that you suspected or at least you found ties that, like, most of these, like, inner groups are all connected, right? A lot of these secret yeah, societies well, and things like that. Me and Lux realized, like, the the OTO and the Golden Dome will connect through the Ashton Argentum, which is, you know, Crowley's... Uh, he supposedly started it, which the AA, the Astro Magentum, I don't believe that either. 
I think it was around prior to him. Uh, you know, they connect through that, and then it's like you know, there's like there'll be people like there's orders people might have heard of. They might have heard of the Jesters. They might have heard of the Shriners, but they most I guarantee you a lot of people may not have known that the Shriners are actually in our order of masonry. You know, I I honestly didn't know until Lux told me, and then when we covered it, I was like, yo, what the fuck? These people are crazy. You know, so like there's even things out there that people don't even realize. Like these are still within the same order. It's just a different name for a different group of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does make sense in a way. I mean, a lot of networking would happen too, so people are gonna cross pollinate. So, mm -hmm. and, and one thing that's really uh, something that kind of tripped me out, and uh, I think about it a lot because you know it kind of um, dissolves any argument for well, maybe there's just a couple small uh, bad actors kind mm -hmm. of argument that people would say. If you look at Freemasonry. Right. Um, the inner order, like New York just said, uh, the inner order of Freemasonry is Shrinerism. And Shrinerism gives this uh, image of helping kids and doing these different charitable events that help people. Right. So, but there is a group within Shrinerism that is much more secretive and elite and made up of people with way more power than just sort of your everyday Shriner. We're talking judges, lawyers, uh, cops, uh, FBI agents, uh, CIA intel, guys like that, right? Um, tax real people that can like do the taxes for them real good. <laughs> yeah, real pushers and movers. And the only way for you to get into that order is if you're invited by someone else who's already in the order. So if we can take that logic and say, okay, so Shrinerism is the inner order of Masonry. Well, now you have an inner order of Shrinerism called the Royal Order of Jesters. And these mm -hmm. Jesters, uh, when they are initiated, we have the entire transcripts, go listen to our episodes about it. Uh, we break it down. They're told in, in their initiations, well, even though you've been in Masonry forever, even though you've been a Shriner for a long time, now it's time for you to forget everything. Now you don't have to do those same types of principles. You, you're elite. You're special. You're within the inner order. You can do whatever you want. It's time to return to adolescence. And they've been. this group has been caught human trafficking. They've been caught doing really terrible, terrible shit. Um, and it's not just one time. It's, it's multiple times that they've been caught doing it, um, money laundering, things like that. And um, here's the thing. Masonry is the, is the governing body of Shriners and Jesters. And why is it then, if the Masons were truly a, uh, a group that just wanted to help people and didn't want to be involved in this disgusting stuff, why wouldn't they purge the Jesters from even being a secret society within the Masons? Because... They're very well known about it. I mean, they, they talk about it in conferences and Masonry just sits there and lets this happen. So to me, um, the few bad actors argument, definitely not um, legitimate at all. Uh, I, I got a feeling that, you know, uh, it's more or less being protected. I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what do you think? So is there, um, I know that I actually have a book from William Ramsey that I need to be digging into right now. It's about um, Aleister Crowley. And 
do you think that there is like, is there power in abusing kids? Is there like some weird dark energy that you can harness from like, is, is there energy that can be harnessed from like harming people? Is that a, is that real? I think so. I mean, yes, to an extent, I think, uh, you know, when you want to get into magic and, you know, I really think a lot of it has to do with sound and vibrational shit, you know, you know electric, even getting into that. Um, if you can give off a certain vibration, you know, that to me, that's really the only thing I see sex magic. Literally, it's the only, a, a, you know, part where I see it being used is just to give off a stronger vibration of something. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess doing that, I mean, you're doing trauma to a child that is like thinking its life is about to end, you know, or wishing it was dead. I mean, one, yeah, you could be uh, doing that for that you know, fucked up energy. Um, I also believe that that stuff is done. Um, me and Lux have seen it in a couple of people's even artwork that we've covered and some people that we just haven't released the episode and it's been over a year. Uh, we this yeah. show that I'm like, I keep telling like, yo, we really need to drop this show. It's like a year old. <laughs> we had it extra and just never fucking dropped it. Um, you know, another artist, uh, Kim Noble, but there's, there's these, some artists where you, you see that if they have said that they've had sexual trauma, um, they will depict themselves sometimes like, like, like having a ghost or a shadow self in their artwork. If you yeah. happen to come across the artists that do say that they've had some kind of trauma in the past, you will, that's almost like a, a common thing that you'll see themed sometimes yeah. with those people. And I do believe that uh, this is what I would consider sex magic. And it does not even mean that you have to be having sex with somebody. I do believe that you can kind of pull someone out of themselves to an extent and put something back in. And I think children could be very good, you know, or younger people could be very good guinea pigs for that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, maybe because they're just, they're, I mean, they're young and they don't know who exactly and what they are yet and things like that. They're just innocent. And when they're, and when they're done being fucked with, you know, and out of shock and maybe come to at such a young age, all you need is a nice person to come along and make you feel okay and try to explain to you what just happened. And since you have no reference to what happened, you will just fucking believe that. And now you are just a slave to the whole situation, living in a world of whoever told you it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. you can, like we were talking on another show as somebody said that they had a visual of like kids like living in tunnels just being a cult you know, fucked with occultically you know with occult stuff and i'd say you know stranger things that type of stuff i don't doubt actually happens right? because like people like literally being tested on and like they may not know the rest of this world even fucking exists mm-hmm. you never know and i'll be you know and i think it's i mean we talked about the finders when yeah. those got caught, they didn't even know like what I think of fucking certain things were, like a pencil, something stupid, or a clock. There was something that they had asked them, and the kids like, I don't even know what that means. They've yeah. never seen anything to know anything. They didn't even understand what a bathroom was. Yeah. When was- the FBI brought them in for investigation, they were just taking, you know, their bathroom breaks on the floor. They didn't even understand what a bathroom was. So 
That shows you to exactly what NY is talking about. I mean, I even think people have tried to have been conceived in birth on specific days. Interesting. Interesting. I believe that's possible. I think if you were to read, uh, not run it down promoting it, uh, Crowley's Moonchild, I think it should be a little bit more of of uh, truth than, you know, fiction. Yeah, I could see so much trauma being used to just get you in that place, like you said, where you just take out their soul, replace it with something else, and just do mass media. That is done so efficiently now. It's amazing. Like, it's... Dude, that's a that's an amazing point, too, because yeah. we look at it from a kid's perspective of, like, God damn, they're, they're doing this to, to kids that might not know any better, and now this forms their entire world opinion, but they're doing it to us, too. Mm-hmm. And we don't, and men, not not you and I or, or anybody um, on the show, I'm just saying just in general, the mass population is totally unaware of uh, the fact that their emotions and their fear that's being created is not their own. This is just something manufactured by the media. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, instead of something horribly traumatic that they're done to kids, it's just grown-ups, what are we, what's happening to us? Instead of something horribly, you know, or traumatic, it's just like we're getting smacked with a wiffle ball bat every 10 minutes upside a different part of our head. You know, well, it's not that traumatic, but it's just something that's gone and going on 24-7. Well, you know? if you have no guard up, like, I mean, I don't watch fucking television. I won't watch television, man. I don't, I and I'm not going to watch their fucking commercials, cause, but like, you know... I'm like at a friend's house and it's a Super Bowl or something and I'll see a Coca-Cola commercial and I can feel a little needle trying to work its way into my ear and into my brain. I can feel like they're, they're, they're trying to like, and maybe it's not even nefarious. They're just like, this is Coca-Cola. You know, you love Coca-Cola. This is Coca-Cola classic. You know what I mean? This kind of, this brainwashing that they put over you, man. And it's just wild, man. It's like a monster. Yeah, it's 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 gross. You can feel it, man. You it feels sticky, you know. And it's why I won't like I don't watch that shit because especially if I'm stoned, if I could like I would watch something and I could just feel the mechanisms that they're trying to use to try to yeah, it's just it's wild, man. Well, take a look at what's happening right now in Ukraine. Our focus for the last 10 or the last two years has been solely on COVID and all the crazy stuff going on with COVID and, you know, um, the vaccines and shit like that. Right. So they realized that that sort of narrative was done because people just, you had the truckers in Canada, people eh, really didn't care anymore. They weren't worried about it. It was just like, even if they had rules or regulations, people were just, uh, over it. I saw people in my state, which is even a highly democratic state, that they were just, they didn't care to. It's like, it was more about virtual signaling. Like, oh, I'm going to virtue signal and wear this mask. But if you're really that afraid, you know, you're not going to be doing a lot of the other stuff that these people normally would. And so now they, they realized that they had to pivot to something totally different, something to create a whole new agenda of fear, chaos, concern, worry, threat of world war, and uh, to me, it's just, um, you know, they, they bounce from one um, one thing to another. Yeah. So one thing that I get that I think is kind of hopeful, I mean, you can see it right now where it, they're really trying to divide the public. 
you can see it where they're really trying to shove a huge divide between us. But um, for the people that are awake, and I and I think this has been a moment of great awakening. Actually, I think that more people have woken up in the last year, two years than ever before, man. And, and which I find hopeful. But like, they're also what I find hopeful is that they're just fucking not hiding it anymore. Like I watched this. I, you probably saw this too on Twitter. It was one of these blue check guys that worked for like, I don't know, like one of those terrible fucking magazines. Right. And he, there's this photo of like this young, maybe like 10 year old girl. And she has, she's like sitting in a windowsill and she has a gun. And it ha- I think she has like a blue and yellow flag in her hair or something. And they're saying like, look at this young Ukrainian girl ready to kill the fucking Russians that are coming. But like, if you look at it, like it was fake as fuck. You like the gun wasn't real. Like, uh, like it looked like a photo shoot. Like it, like it looked like a glamor photo and stuff like that. And so people called him out on it. And because he had said something like this young girl, like she's only 10 years old, she's ready to fight. And like, I have a 10 year old and like we, you know, this, all this bullshit. And he got called out on it and he says, well, I don't even care where this photo was taken. I don't care about the context. I don't care. Like uh, the facts behind this, it feels real. It was like, what the fuck? (laughs) It feels like this, this, for my narrative and it feels good and it it's evoking the right emotions and it's like jesus it just the mask is off you know but there are people that are still falling for that well i'll tell you one thing and and i and i and not to make it sound worse because i mean there is a a good uh at least some positivity um like you were saying i think people waking up um I think there's a lot more people questioning for sure. Mm-hmm. But in, in my opinion, as much as like, all right, you know, the OTO is closed unless you're vaccinated. Well, in my opinion, you don't need to go there to see magic or that bullshit anymore. It's actually being projected out. It's just so openly being shown that everybody sees it. But the problem is, is that they're still believing bullshit of what it actually means. So you have more people questioning, but you've all been indoctrinated into an actual whole secret society psyop. And you do not know anything about the shit you think you know something about. And you are actually still believing the lie. Hmm. (laughs) At some point, not being cocky or patting myself on the back, but that is another reason why me and I think Lux are doing that is because we actually know because we've had experience and there's a lot of shit out there that is actually not correct and very misconfused. Yeah. Yeah. That is part of the reason why it's still working because nobody sees it correctly. Right. Well, going back to your idea, Nate, about it feels correct. If you've got all of this trauma coursing through people, it doesn't matter what the story is. It doesn't matter what the facts are. You just need something to fill that emotional whatever that you're you need the like other piece to that emotional thing. So it's like yeah. this girl it feels killing, good. I feel like yeah. some little girl killing people that affirms <laughs> my emotional worldview. It's like, okay, like I that's right for that person then apparently. Yeah. But 
It's great that this 10-year-old girl is going to go and shoot people. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I want to kill, like, that. I get that murderous rage within yeah. me, right? So Yeah, and they have that murderous rage, man. Yeah, this is like... <laughs> it's just it's just directing the fire hose. That's all it's doing, but it's on no matter what. The water, shit's going to get wet. Yeah, man, they're getting to live out their, their sick, dark fantasies, their violent impulses that they don't get out. Like, man, especially leftists in general, man, they, there's a lot of darkness in there. You know, I mean, the right has its issues, too. But, dude, I, you see them, man. Like, if you ever go through those comment sections, you, you'll read something about, like, this young man who wasn't vaccinated died and he left behind a family. And they're like, good. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like, should have got vaccinated, piece of shit. And you're yeah, like, yeah. You're like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? They're like celebrating them. Right. You know, and the reason I was saying that before, and I just want to like make a point of it, is that uh you know, one of the reasons why me and Lux, because I've heard him say it, and one of the reasons why I left is you know, these places are not transparent at all. You know, they're not telling you the truth. And Think of it this way. If the secret societies themselves are not being truthful to their own members and they are purposely lying, you better think supposed people who are telling you what it is in other areas are purposely lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to think of that, you know? Yeah. Lux, something that you brought up uh, when we were talking about the magic, you were saying that maybe like talking about uh, like archangels and things like that. Do you guys specifically believe in uh, like interdimensional beings? Do you think that there's, do you think that you are, where do you think this power comes from? Does it come from yourself or is there, is there power to harness from like maybe things that are interdimensional around us, things that we're not, uh, that we can't perceive necessarily. Do you th- are there beings with power in your guys' opinion? Um, well, and I guess I'll just, uh, give a disclaimer cause, uh, <laughs> New York Patriot and I haven't talked about this too much, I guess, but so his, his views might not necessarily, uh, reflect mine on this, but I, I think that it's sort of kind of one in the same. I think that there are, uh, entities that uh, when we look at the tree of life, right, and this is something that's really pushed over and over again in the Golden Dawn, is that there is a tree, and the tree of life um, consists of all these different spheres, and they're sort of as at the lowest bottom sphere on the tree, it's sort of like the lowest density, it's the lowest, uh, most dense material or gravity, etc. And the more higher that you move up the tree, it goes much more into spiritualism. And it's not uh, so much um, talking about earth, but possible other dimensions and things. And um, the way that the golden dawn kind of believes it and i mean again i don't believe everything that they have said certainly because uh they're liars <laughs> but i the more that i've researched on my own outside of that i think personally that there probably are some type of higher consciousness beings um that probably have some type of interaction um whether that's positive or negative however you want to define that um and then again I think that it's also sort of an archetype. They use these different archangels to represent an archetype um, mm. to also be able to invoke in rituals and things like that. So like you have some archangels who are about truth and you have some archangels who are about war, like but righteous war. And so um, 
to me, I, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay, fascinating. Yeah, I mean, because you often hear too about maybe some of these people that are in charge are like communicating with maybe some nefarious, like some dark beings, like some low frequency beings and things like that. Do you think that there's anything to that? Extent, yeah. Besides the, the light uh, ones? <laughs> or do you think that maybe some of these, do you, uh, I guess the other half of the question could be something like, do you think that whatever these, in, these beings are, could they have some of their, there's not necessarily good or bad. They just kind of have their own, thing going on or they they have their own objectives or uh, I think I mean uh, I, the way because of the way I would explain it, I don't <laughs> drag it out and take it too much but um, I think that like sometimes you know like let's say we're just a really, like, really a reflection of our of this true source you know I, I don't want to get too deep into that but what I'm going to get at is that you can maybe pass go out there, actually go beyond, you know, to the other realm. You could go and deal with something different, but the problem is, is that by the time you have gotten back here to where you are, it is no longer pure. It is already degraded, and it is not going to be what it ever was to begin with. Just like me, if my soul is not, you know, it's totally different outside of my body. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's not the same person I am inside here. So whatever I brought back could have been of something pure, but it's fucked now anyway because it's been brought into this reality. It's, you've mm. birthed it into sin. It's going to degrade at some point. It's that's never, fascinating. It's never, that's why we it's fucking death. As soon as you're born into this world, you're dying. You have a fucking expiration date. I think the same thing can kind of go with magic in a sense. Yeah. Is there any like I'm? I've been curious about this sort of. Um, is there anything in about the in the OTO or the Hermetic Order? Do they ever talk about any of like the transhuman things? Like I'm, I'm really curious about this whole like. I have this idea that maybe there are these interdimensional beings that are sort of guiding where humanity is going, and that that has something to do with uh, like perhaps bringing about this AI or simulation or, you know, something like that. Right. And um, I feel like probably these, these beings can't necessarily interact with us physically outside of like, they need a vessel. Right. And so I think that sometimes humans can act as like a temporary vessel or something like that. And I almost think that like, I think about our brain as basically a computer. Right. And so like our spiritual self comes inside of this like meat sickle, and uses this to interact, right? Things like that. And I, I think that maybe the whole AI is they're trying to bring something here. And maybe that's going to be the AI. Like, do you have, is there, have any thoughts about that? I don't know. This is a big question. I know. <laughs> well, the, the, one part of it did make me think of uh, the first, when you first started talking about it, I think you were going on about something about maybe like uh, coming in contact with other entities or beings. Mm -hmm. There's something you said that made me realize, like, you know, I, I don't know if a lot of people even realize this too, or if, you know, people in the OTO actually where you even really think about, like, if you really think about this, if you think about a lot of cults, they all say, I had this channeling with so-and-so and they told me this. What is that <laughs> that you're talking to? Yeah. What is 
That is exactly what the book of the law is. Mm. Handled somebody and he told him this. So this is the law. I yeah. mean, cults that are built on that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you see endless examples of that too. Um, one that is particularly um, impactful to me is the story of Tracy Twyman, who was an occultist and uh, started using a Ouija board in order to contact. Um, the other side, um, the way that she describes it. But of course, she ends up coming in contact with this entity for about a decade. And as the time that she is um, talking to this entity over this 10 years, it it changes personality. Um, it mm. always relatively stays the same as in it identifies itself as this um, certain name, but then sometimes it'll switch it now and then. It's weird, but um, it, she was able to contact this entity for uh, such a long time that she was able to pick up that he this was an entity that was male and eventually um described himself as lucifer or satan and um had tried to convince her to um like you know start a cult and a bunch of other stuff and uh she talks about how you know like liberating herself from that energy was probably the most important thing that she did because uh, she could see how she was slowly being manipulated over a long period of time to do things that were against her own will. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I, I think about that too. I mean, I, I often think about like because you see government, specifically in this country, the decisions that they're making are almost the exact opposite of what you you know they're they're absolutely the worst possible thing for us you know like if they're trying to get us off of you know russian fuel dependency and stuff like that well joe bizzle is saying that we're gonna we're definitely not gonna be pumping oil right mm. things like that like we, or the way they cut off like like i don't fucking believe in bird flu that's some goddamn horse shit and they're talking about like in iowa right now well we're well we're fucking broke while we're like hungry and things like that they're gonna kill like a 1.5 million chickens or something in iowa because they said that there's a bird flu out outbreak and stuff like that like you see all these decisions that are made that are just basically anti-human and anti-life and i really wonder sometimes the motivations behind these people that are our leaders are elitists the people in charge and i wonder if sometimes it they are being directly, uh, I don't know what's the right word, but like if they're being influenced by like some dark, some dark beings, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Cause it seems to be the exact opposite of what we need. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I definitely had a lot of really crazy paranormal experiences as a kid. Um, and kind of throughout my family, I, I definitely uh, believe that there are, very nefarious energies out there that can manipulate us and, and use us to uh with our once we give up our will they can use us to do whatever they want um mm. and that's that's the energy that i think that these groups are using because um it's certainly based on the trajectory of our culture and the world it doesn't seem like they're communicating with anything positive and if you look at the cia documents project gateway and uh, Project Chani, they uh, they are talking openly in the um, Gateway Project, which is uh, it's a uh, something you can find right now if you jump on the CIA website. This is a ten year study that the CIA did um, 
unequivocally. This is 100% fact. This isn't Lux 8th telling you this. This is what the CIA did. They were communicating and, and using uh, telepathy and astral travel to uh, move through space and time. And the reason why I bring that up is because one of the most important things that they tell people um, that's very important before you start this gateway uh, process is that you have to guard yourself against negative energies or mm. entities too. So again, it's not, not, not what I'm saying. It's what they said. So take that with a grain of salt and, you know, yeah, I mean, I you know, it, they sometimes like put that out there in the media too cuz I mean, if you think of what's that what's Tony, what's the name of that movie that or that TV show um it has the upside down it has that little girl named 7 or whatever her name is or Oh, 11. yeah, I know. Um, On Netflix, what what's that? Uh you know what I'm talking things. about? Yeah, Stranger Yeah, Stranger things. things, right? Yeah. Where they have this girl and they've been training her to try to use like her telepathy and like trying to do astral projection to like see inside the Kremlin and like that's like it's real somewhere. Yeah, but while she was in that state, that's when she first encountered one of that that demigorgon, right? Because she didn't, she was a child. She didn't know how to protect herself. That's where she encountered that being while she was in that space. Yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, even in my own experiences, I, I do think like um, when it comes to magic, I guess like, like all right, like I'll even take astral travel. I think that's like getting like you know that's pretty much getting pretty close to like really pulling off magic now. Uh, you could use that for good or for bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. And even if you were to really like pull off magic or like or cross over or start going really close to that that end, um, you still I do believe have an option of what you want to choose still to do within certain parameters. You know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah. You can still like you can still be going upwardly and like getting closer to the source, but you still have an option to turn go left or go right. And yeah not stay down the middle lane anymore and use that to your advantage, you know, or do something fucked up. Mm -hmm. I have an interesting question. Do you think someone like, let's say someone big, uh, like, I mean, we could even take the white house or something like that. Do you think that they hire uh, magicians in order to like protect that property? Cause certain things like that, or maybe even the Pentagon, you, things like that, like, like exactly like what seven or whatever that girl's name was like trying to, peek inside the Kremlin, I wouldn't be surprised if they put up guards against that, like people trying to like, uh, like psychically enter places like that. I don't know. What, what Do you think there's anything that goes on like that? Like they have um, professional warlocks and things or propaganda. I mean, well, I would <laughs> yeah, that's true. That that's, yeah, those are warlocks. I, I was, without a doubt. I am sure that place and those buildings and everything have all been geometrically designed specifically. You know, and I'm sure there's decorations and inside those places that have all been done for its own, you know, magical purposes. I, I would not doubt that without wizards blessing it or whatever, just the yeah. building in itself, I'm sure, has certain magical ideas and concepts added to it. Because when yeah. you hear some of the details from MK Ultra and stuff like that, they were doing some really interesting and some spiritual stuff. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely, and uh, especially when you know MK was sort of uh, built off the back of uh, Project or Operation Paperclip. 
that was mm-hmm. bringing German scientists yeah, to the United Nazi. States <laughs> yeah. to start the CIA and the MK projects who, I mean, and these were Nazis again. And if you look into the Nazi background of uh, like the SS and things, those guys were deeply into the occult and, oh uh, yeah, you know, they brought that over with them. And they came here and they started these these crazy projects. And um, I, I would definitely, for your question, I would say absolutely. I think that there is way more occultism. I would even speculate that there are um, maybe even certain groups within intelligence agencies that are just sort only revolving around occultism. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, there's like a special. Uh, squad, a special like uh, wizard squad within the FBI or CIA, probably how huh? they have their own little, yeah, it might be a whole secret service, like you said. Yeah, that's interesting. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with all the, the crazy occultism and stuff that they've practiced, it just seems to me to be the only reasonable conclusion. You know, like, why is the CIA looking at astral travel if they've never if, if, if if they're going to be looking into astral travel and the CIA is supposed to be just a government agency, what the fuck do they have to do with looking into occultism? There is no reason to do it without there being legitimate reasons behind it and something that actually is, is true. They're just trying to figure it out, you know? So, and so when they do that, and so you know that they have to like, they have to get people that know that sort of thing. I mean, they could be recruiting from, uh, and this is where there could be a government connection with these secret societies and things. They're going to have to recruit some like some high level like sorcerers and like and wizards, right? Right. Oh, I, I do wonder. Think, I mean, I've heard plenty of stories where uh, <laughs> didn't even um, Paul Bonacci even like make claims of like being at places where there was even like uh, people brought in for like ceremonial stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes yeah. sense if you have a military. I mean, ultimately, if I can get inside your mind to program you, that does the function of the military like, just more efficient. Yep. And, and look at guys like Michael Aquino. Michael Aquino was a high-ranking officer in the U.S. Army, and not just any officer. He was in charge of the psycho- psychological uh, uh, warfare department. He was. His whole job was to figure out how to use psychology uh, to win war, win warfare. But if you look at Michael Aquino's background, he was a uh, a Church of Satan member and then went on to form the Temple of Set, which mm-hmm. was a, a more, uh, I would say, more seriously dark order than the Church of Satan. And he was... Uh, the first guy that got Satanism recognized within the U.S. military as an actual religion, and he was yeah. promoted to high ranks and developed the entire doctrine that we still now use today for psychological warfare. Um, and like I've said for a while, I, magic is a lot of things, but one of the most important things it is, is the understanding of the human mind. And so to me, that's just a perfect example of these guys in the military and, and government agencies using dudes who know stuff about magic and occultism to then integrate it into warfare. And uh, that's how they're able to get a bunch of shit done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's wild, man. 
Uh, in New York, I have a lighter question, maybe, <laughs> for you, just because this came to mind and I thought it was funny. Uh, what's the wildest sex magic ritual you ever saw? Oh, like, no, <laughs> was there open orgies and stuff? Or like, <laughs> you got you to tune in to his OnlyFans oh. to see that. <laughs> Did you participate? <laughs> the whole uh, craziest thing, though, is that, um, I mean, unless, like, all right, then, it, like, we mentioned this earlier, for all I know, like I said, there could be things going on at these places that I'm just not privy to. Yeah. I'm high enough, I get a different calendar. Who the fuck knows? But, um, Except for what you see done in the Gnostic mass, and depending on how far you go in degrees, I mean, you're not seeing and and like I'm never seen any sex ever once done. But I mean, the Gnostic, the Gnostic mass will show um, some nudity, and the first degree you will have to get naked. But um, besides that, I've never seen anything. Actually, okay, I was thinking like. Three big fat tranny witches or something oh, banging each other. Right. <laughs> so this is what I can go on. Uh, it's not my experience, but from okay. here saying people that I do know that have gone, um, and I have been asked if I went. Now again, this person maybe they never did the things that they said that they did. You know, I can't you know totally one hundred percent say that this goes on. But um, they do have a thing called Noticon, like every few years. It's every two years. It's like a, a NOTO conference, and they normally mm. get them like in, a, like kind of like um, they'll get them like in hotel places where they might have uh, like also uh, big rooms, convention rooms as well. So you can have the classes and cover whatever you want to cover because they'll also, you know, it'll also be classes and there'll be the Gnostic mass they'll be doing and there'll be rest stuff. You know, there'll be all tons of things going on for like a few days. Most of those people will also lodge or stay stay in the place that it's at, and I can tell you tons of stories about what goes on in those rooms after the fact. I mean, yes, complete orgies, dudes letting guys just run trains on their wife. That that I've, that I've even been asked to join myself. And I no was like, comment whether you participated or not. I was like, I'm not going anyway. I was like, I'm not okay. going another time. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 well, one, I'm, I'm married, so it didn't, you know, yeah. happening. And two, even if I was single, I wouldn't. I, if I wanted to go to Noticon, I definitely was not now. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no way. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be the hotel maid having to clean up those rooms later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, man. Uh, then uh, you were mentioning right when we jumped on, uh, it said you, we were talking about something called We've Read the Documents. What what was that about? We, uh, something about the second coming of Trump? Oh, yeah. We talk about that funny oh, story. Yeah. About the yeah, Lux, I was telling them about like the second coming of Trump stuff you were showing me before you jumped on. Oh, yeah, man. Um, okay, so there are a couple channels that um, and, and podcasters that I really respect because when I, when doing this type of research, I like to see some type of uh, concrete evidence or thorough research before you can sort of like make a claim. And uh, the guys that I really, really respect and have for a long time is we've read the documents. They're a podcaster and uh, they do a bunch of cool content and they were able to tie some really crazy connections to Trump and masonry and, uh, uh, based on what I saw, it was pretty undeniable. I've had that suspicion for a long time that he was involved mm -hmm. in masonry. 
and uh, along with other things, but yeah, that was uh, it's a fantastic show. Um, for everyone out there listening, just go and check it out. Like their 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 YouTube is incredible. And 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 I'll tell you at one point, like we we covered the order of Quetzalcoatl, and before we even covered that, we had the suspicion that Q was a psyop. Yeah. And then when we covered the order of Quetzalcoatl, that to us confirmed to us the stuff that we saw. Okay, yes, it is a psyop. At that point, then I even started questioning. Well, I had already questioned Trump already, but like I thought maybe he might have been like, you know, some kind of like lone magician just being a dick. You know, it doesn't mean he's a good guy. But now I do actually believe that he is probably associated with something like specific. I and after after yeah. what Mark showed me, I, I for sure believe. Yeah, one of the things that I find I would not doubt it at all. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I find so fascinating is this whole like whether he's a part of it or not, he definitely used these people as a voting block. I don't know if you guys are familiar at all with like Christian Zionism. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what he was saying to me beforehand. He said that's a huge chunk of people right there. Mm -hmm. It's these people, man. It's this crazy cult of these, like, of these new Christians that, uh, what's the word that they use or what the hell? I, anyways, but they basically excuse anything Israel does as, like, Israel has to do this and has to make enemies with the entire world and they have to build this third temple and, uh, and this is the only way for Jesus to come back. And so it's this weird, like these Christian Zionists are fucking crazy, man. They're warmonger psychopaths. And uh, there was these people that were really high in charge of our government, like John Bolton, uh, Mike Pence. Like these people are all like dyed in the wool Christian Zionists. Like, uh, and these people really believe that shit. And they had the lever of power for a while. And like, definitely, I don't know if Donald Trump believes in anything at all, or if he's just an actor in it, you know, but like, he was definitely using them a lot. And so this whole second coming, like when you use that word, the second coming of Trump, like he just manipulated the hell out of the Christian population, man. It was pretty wild. Well, I think, and I think honestly, and I've even said that about QAnon. I think yeah. a huge chunk where, I mean, you got QAnon people idolizing a fucking frog. You know, <laughs> like if you're that much of a Christian, why are you fucking doing that? Like I've seen people putting pictures of Pepe in with Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, it's Christian. wild, man. Yeah, you got to put those yeah. idols down. <laughs> yeah, you feel like it's disgusting if you're really a true Christian. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just giving uh, like a, another savior to kind of expect to come and save you, but instead of it, you know, being like a, a spiritual leader, now it's Trump. Trump is going to come and he's going to save us all. And the moment he comes back into power, then we'll just be able to go back to our normal lives and not pay attention to anything with politics. And um, to me, I find his if he does get elected for the second presidency, I don't like it at all. Um, he's got a lot of weird connections and yeah, like you said, it, it's just bizarre to me to see how he's infiltrated, um, the, did not like so many different denominations of Christianity too, mm -hmm. that now just expect him to be the one who, who comes and saves it all instead of us realizing that mm, we've been given that promise dozens and dozens of times, every new president, every new politician, they're all going to come and save us. And uh, instead, um, you know, we have the ability to do that ourselves 
we just have gotten so lazy over time that we don't want to take that action. So we just rely on someone else to come and do it. Yeah. I mean, I, that's just, that's in general, uh, the problem with this country. I mean, every single one of these, like these luxuries that we have is really a fucking set of chains. You know, I mean, we don't know how to do anything ourselves anymore. We're so fucking dependent on this technology, on all these things that make our lives more comfortable. And no one wants to take personal responsibility. No one wants to, you know, take care of themselves. They're always looking for, I mean, and that's the problem why with daddy government and we've given them way too much power because if we give it to them, they say they're going to take care of it, you know? And then, Mm -hmm. Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> having Donald Trump as a spiritual figure. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. They look at him like like a second coming, man. It's it's a it's a oh, weird, sick offshoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I was, you know, I'll, I admitted it at one point. I feel like I think I guess maybe 46 months I got sucked up into the whole Q and Trump shit. And then, like, when I started, you know, again, like, uh, when I left the OTO, I saw the shit glaring on the left. To me, I was like, holy fuck, the left is so obvious but that they're into occultism. You know, I thought it was like so like, okay, this is the bad guys and these are the good guys. And then I'm like... Yeah, well, it's so easy to get sucked into like, that. Iman is like referring to Gematria. I'm like, that's occultism. Damn. And I started seeing a lot of like occult references and stuff. And I'm like, oh God, okay. All yeah. right. All right, I see what time it is. This is this is uh, <laughs> this is the revelation of the method. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah another mm. tactical. Hey Tony, you got any last minute questions? So my one last question would be: Do you think secret societies can be used for good? I feel like no matter what, they're gonna be here. They're not going away. Do you feel like there's any? Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go real quick. I'm sure maybe Lux can elaborate more on that. Uh, for me, I think the whole problem with this shit being called occultism is that the word uh, cult, it's secret. It's unhidden. As long as that word secret or occult is involved, there's a problem. There's always going to be a problem. I, I, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah and they the whole reason why they, they put it in this certain tone um, is to keep people away. You know, uh, they say this is occultism in our movies or whatever, and it makes people very afraid of it. It's turned the entire uh, religions against certain types of occultism. And it's overwhelming to see because to, to that's been done on purpose. They want to convince you that occultism is absolutely bad and it's it's terrible. Never look into it. It's all of the devil. It's all by design because Mm -hmm. let's put it in this bit of a perspective. Imagine if 1% of the population knew about electricity, they just one population, 1% of the population knows about electricity. No one else does. Can you think about in our modern times, if that was the case, how much influence that 1% could have on the rest of the public? They'd be able to light up yeah. light bulbs and make everyone see, oh, my God, this is magic being done. But in reality, it's 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 just a, a physical property of the universe. Electricity yeah. can be used yeah. for good or bad. You can use it to shock someone or power a light bulb, both you know, good and bad. That's what occultism is. And they've convinced people, these groups, not to look into it because at the very top, these guys are, you know, super rich only worrying about themselves so they don't want p- 
people in the general public to have knowledge of occultism. And I would say, just in closing, that occultism is not necessarily bad. There are certain aspects of it that could be viewed as bad, um, which we've outlined here tonight. But there are other aspects that I think are deeply, deeply important for the public to understand. And that is that we have to stop living in the fear and the worry that the fucking black box in our living room tells us to be mm -hmm. worried about. That is magic. When I can implant a thought into your mind and you become so worried about it, it consumes your entire day that you're scrolling on your phone, just looking for more information about this. That is magic. I'm, I'm able to change your behavior that way. And that's what they've done to us. And um, I, I just, the most important thing I would say when it comes to magic in a good light is that people you know, don't be scared like New York Patriots said earlier, the more attention and worry and concern that we give to, to this type of BS, it just makes things worse. So we have to start, instead of looking at the internet and, and you know some bot on Twitter or something, connect with the people <laughs> that you have around you. Talk about these conversations. Learn how to organize to fix things in your, in your local region. You know, uh, instead of expecting someone to come and save us and shit. And it just, to me, it's, um, that's the most deeply occulted information that they don't want you to know. That's why the secret society has spent so much money, time, and effort to keep us so confused, worried, and scared is because if, if we understand our true potential, then that whole system falls. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, meditate, learn to look inside, realize what you like about yourself, what you don't like, fix it, stop, uh, you know, looking for someone else to save those things that you don't like. Cause it's not coming, you know, so. Very well said Lux. Very well said. And Tony, to answer your question, that's what these guys are doing right here. This is, uh, these guys are bringing a cult to be beneficial to the masses. I see that's what you guys are doing. Right. I think you guys are doing awesome work and I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Uh, do you guys have any last minute plugs or shout outs you want to give? Uh, I'll, I have my own show, the NY Patriots show. It is on all major podcasts. Uh, the hosts, uh, it's on BitChute rumble and we have the occult rejects, which is also on uh, YouTube tour and more. That's what it's called YouTube and, uh, on all major podcasts and, uh, BitChute and rumble. And Lux has Lux Rising as well. Lux Rising, yes, cool man. And you do a monthly win, a uh, monthly one with uh, our homie Moral Bob, right? You guys get together and do it. Yeah, yeah, we do Meeting of the Minds. Yeah, that's me, Moral Bob, uh, Matt from the Great Deception, and the OG himself, uh, Odd Man. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I'm having Matt on pretty soon. Nice, that's nice. Awesome. All guy. great, all great dudes that are in that. That the four of us, solid. Yeah, guys, all good-hearted dudes. Gentlemen, I really appreciate your time. This was a lot of fun. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right.